Okay, ready? Ready. Ready. Three, two, one. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Include Podcast. This is episode three. We are very happy that you are joining us for this episode. Three of us are so glad that you are along for this ride. Allow us to introduce ourselves. I'm Lisa. I'm Wendy. And I'm Miles. This episode is going to be centered around our newest amazing product, iKPI. But first, it's that time of year again, Christmas at Include. And our gift to you is a discount on asset licenses. So we are going to get you talk a little bit about the asset license sale. Wendy, want to give us a little background? How do asset licenses work? Sure, Lisa. So asset licenses basically work in the form of if you have five, for example, that means that five asset users can be logged into the software at the same time. You can, of course, have more users set up in NetManager and asset, but you can only have as many users logged in equal to the amount of licenses that you have. So if you think that you're running low on that, now is the time. Exactly. So you can have 100 asset usernames, but only the number of licenses that you have can be logged in at any one time. Correct. Like you said. And people will, you know, will get notes, uh, emails from support, you know, support tickets saying, Hey, I'm getting this message that says, you know, out of licenses. Um, and that's, that's kind of the indication if, if you're having to run around the office and have people log out of the program so that you can log in. Now's the time to do it. Uh, we, it, our sale happens pretty much every year, but there's no guarantee. So you want to get it while the getting's good. And it is for the month of March. So there's some decent discounts given. You can, you know, beef up your asset user licenses with that. Now's the time to do it. Um, another point that I wanted to make too, you know, putting my support hat on is that it is really important that if you are, that you log out of asset properly at the end of the day. So at the, at the end of the day, make sure you log out. Uh, and if, or even if you're, you're, if you're going to be in a meeting for a while or going to be away from your desk for an extended period of time, it's best to log out of asset properly so that the session doesn't get hung or you're not holding anyone up from logging in as well. Correct. Yep. And, and another thing kind of relevant to this as well is that you can see who's logged in, um, through CX, there's a status function and that will show you um, what user is logged in. That's all based on, you have to set up an employee manager for your employees. There's a field in employee manager that allows you to enter the employee um, asset user's name. So that ties to that status function. And you'll notice that's what it's for when you log out of asset, when you close asset, it asks you, there's a place where you can enter a comment and it and you can click update to say, you know, put a message for your coworkers that you're out of asset and this is where you are. You're out to lunch or. Um, walking the dog. Walking the walk dog. In the dog. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a good way of knowing who's logged into the software, especially if you have a lot of remote people working for your company. It's always a good idea to check that status. So if you're not sure, and you have everybody set up appropriately, 
with their asset username and employee manager in the individual files, you can just go to that status in CX and it will tell you who's logged in and who's logged out. Where is that status button? It's on the main menu. In yep, CX, CX up at the top. Of right the up top. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. And I think people just kind of overlook that when you log out of asset, you're just, it kind of becomes, you know, you don't wow. see it anymore, but that yeah, that's what that is hit, for. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just yeah. kind of blow by right. it. Right. So no. it's a little known function in asset that people don't notice, but don't use that often, but it, it can come in handy. I think it's probably helpful for larger organizations when you have a lot of, a lot of users in asset. Because exactly. if you have multiple locations or such, it's pretty. It's an easy way to show up an update. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, so, definitely. So just the you know, giving another little shout out. The license sale runs through March, so get it while it gets good. Who do we email to buy license? Just team at include dot com. The there it is. Famous team at include dot com. Team at include dot com. We are here to serve you. That's right. Mm -hmm. yes, awesome. Whatever. So what other topics do you have on the list, Lisa? I-K-P-I. Yay! Oh. What? I got my pom-poms on, you guys. I'm doing a I-K-P-I. I-K-P-I. I can't picture you with pom-poms. We need to do a chant. I feel like well, that's the antithesis of... <laughs> of Wendy? <laughs> of one... right, Riding, yeah, riding on the Harley with pom-poms. <laughs> right. You right. just never know. There's many facets to Wendy, so nothing would surprise me. Uh, <laughs> Miles, so, take it away. Tell us yes, about this exciting, exciting new addition to to Asset Include. Well, I can give my little elevator pitch, but it'd probably be good if you guys asked me questions about it because I could talk about a whole bunch of things, and but I have the temptation to go really technical. And yeah, we'll we'll just calm you down you know, from you know, that. Yeah, check me. You got to check For me sure. a little bit. Right? We'll talk you off the tech ledge. So, <laughs> uh, so okay. So my elevator pitch. So IKPI is a visual dashboarding product that you're able to take data from asset and use this tool to visualize data in charts, in graphs, in tables, and as a result it's an interactable dashboard. So you have a web page, it's web, it's a web-based platform where you can log on to ikpi.include.com, use your username, and then you can click on filters that you set up or charts that have, say a salesperson name that has the amount of sales that that salesperson have. You can click on that chart and it'll filter the whole dashboard to that chart. But the whole point is, is that it's a real-time web-based dashboard that re that starts to replace report builder and asset so that way everybody in your organization can have access to real-time data without someone have to go into an asset and printing a report or having to export data into excel spreadsheet so that's this this product is designed to replace all of that and enable people to have access to data that they're supposed to have and data and not have access to data that they're not supposed to have. So each dashboard can be shared to an individual person. Each individual person can have their own, we call them views of that data. So they log in, the system administrator or creator can, can create a view that is dedicated to say Sally salesperson. So she can only see 
her sails selling seashells by the seashore. <laughs> by the seashore. <laughs> so there is a lot of control and yeah, yeah. who sees what. Not everyone needs to access or see everything. Yeah, there's a lot of control. There's a lot of controls in there that we've designed and built and continue to. It's starting to really flesh out as a, it's going to more the product maturity stage and the basic functionality, which is good. So the views are a big thing. And then there's also, uh, we're doing the information panel, it's called. So every dashboard has a button that you can click info and it has a preset description of what the dashboard does. It has, Perfect. yeah, it has, it'll have the information from where it came an asset. Then also I do a video for every dashboard that we release that explains live of how you interact with it and how you do it. So the link for that video will be right in that little side panel as well. So it's really easy to access. You don't have to go to Wistia, find, scroll down, find the video. It's, it's just there. That's very intuitive. Awesome. So I have a that's question what we're for to do. you. Yeah. I have a question for you, for everybody out there that's listening. Miles, can you give us some examples? What are some of the dashboards that are out there already that might get people all excited and thinking about maybe adding this into, into their realm of things that they can actually do that are very in, intuitive and interactive with, with asset software? Yeah. So I'm finding that the dashboards that are highly requested are ones that are related to balance sheet information like cash status, mainly receivables and payables and job costing, and then also production history. So a lot of you people use schedule manager history to look at the performance of jobs, budget versus actual, and uh, also job manager to see budget versus actual cost. So the ones that we have in there now that are currently live are ones that look at schedule manager history in depth, uh, which is pretty cool. So you can filter for crews, you can filter for jobs, you can filter for salespeople, you can filter for a, a lot of a lot of things in there. So that's a task production history. There's also a dashboard that does a calculation on trailing 12 months revenue. So it has a dashboard that shows trailing 12 month revenue, expenses, and gross profit. So technically you could filter it for all time and see your revenue grow, but also you just filter it for the last 12 months and it'll show trailing 12 months. So you're not starting from zero instead, it just does trailing 12 months. So you're starting January with what January sales are. So it's, and you also see, you know, gross profit. So that's a, that's a really cool one. And then also nice. there's one that shows accounts receivable days on a live basis. So you can see, uh, you can see cycles on how your AR days are performing and that essentially AR days is right. How much time does it take to collect your receivables? Okay. So that's a live dashboard. And, and even though the, all this data is coming directly from asset, we've not seen the data in that way before, or you can't, you can't necessarily do a report run a report in asset that shows you that kind of information. Yeah. Not easily, at least. Right. Not easily. Yeah. We're all aware mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because people are calculating that stuff. Mm -hmm. Just, it's just not live. Right. Yeah. Very so you can cool. Just look on your phone every day and see all this information 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. iKPI is mobile. It's web-based, so you can look at it on your phone. It's designed to look good on your phone. The simpler the dashboard looks better on the phone, but that's good for high-level stuff. If you're going to do in-depth analysis, it's probably not going to be, you know, so it's easy gonna, to read. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not going to be adequate on the phone, but that's you're not going to be doing in-depth data analysis, I hope, on on your phone. But you can you can take like, look at all the data that's on there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the important point too to make is that the data does come directly from asset, so it's not a magic pill or will not magically make everything better. It's running the data that's in asset, so data and asset has to be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool about it is that if the data is not accurate, the dashboards act as like a visual check to fix that data back in asset. Right. So if I have a whole bunch of cards that dynamically adjust and tell me if I'm getting too technical here, but essentially we have, there's a visual, it's called the card, right? And these cards can have a data and at its base, it has the name of what that is. And then the target, which could be the budget and then the actual value, right? So say if I have five cards, each of them is a crew name and it has the budget hours for that crew and the actual hours for that crew. But then since that card is those cards dynamically increase or decrease for how many crews you have, if there's a blank card that doesn't have a crew name, that means that some task out there doesn't have a crew name assigned to it. And you have to go back and fix it. Well, this nice. that that point came up with us last week. We were working on a dashboard or the week before that. And it shows, uh, it has all the group descriptions. So it was a job cost report. and But the it was by group. Mm-hmm. So that, it made it glaringly obvious to us the different group descriptions that really were for the same thing, but we're just slightly different. So something like that can show some inconsistencies in what you're doing in the system. Yeah, yeah. So one of the dashboards that's in development and we're aiming to release soon is gross profit margin by group, by profit center, by salesperson, and a whole bunch of other things. But essentially those are the highlights, right? Gross Mm -hmm. profit margin by by those things. And then, yeah, the chart has all the groups on the bottom, but once you add the group description to the job, the group number, you can see like, well, if I have maintenance dash contract or maintenance contract, that's going to show up as a separate group, right? Because the names are different. So you can see there, it's like, oh, well, somebody typed the group description wrong. Let's go back and fix it. And you can see what job that's tied to because you just click on it and it filters the whole whole dashboard. Go ahead and preach, Wendy. That's right. So thank you. I'm going to get up on my soapbox here for just a minute, you guys. Cue music. (laughs) So when we're talking about the group descriptions, if you're listening and you're not 100% sure what we're referencing, we are referencing the group description on the jobs in Job Manager. And when I train clients, whether they're new or they've been around the block, they've been in the system using it for a while, consistency is key with everything in the software, but it's really important when it comes down to these group descriptions because Miles, like you just mentioned, if you're pulling up that dashboard and you've got 
uh, maintenance contract for one of those group descriptions. But then there's another one in there. Maybe they abbreviated the word maintenance. Maybe they didn't put the dash in between the two words. Maybe they misspelled contract. All of that is going to be very easily seen when you're inside of that dashboard. So you always want to stay consistent with that terminology. And it's easily fixable. You can always go into that job and group and job manager, and you can correct that group description. That is an editable field at any point in time. And it also makes it easier to pull reports when you are just in job manager. But you so might not visually see it right away, whereas in the dashboard, you are. You're going to see it. It's going to be there. It's going to be really obvious. So, so I have a question for that. Uh -huh. Why is it, what's the advantages of not having, say, a drop down? And I've had this discussion with Lisa too, but what's the advantage of not having a drop down saying, well, we just want to make sure these group descriptions are the same. What's the advantage of having a customized field for every single job for a group description? I well, oh, go, go ahead, ahead Wendy. I'll let you, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> well, I was just going to say the advantage of having it be, if you're asking about the consistency of it, it makes it easier for you to quickly and easily filter to any particular column. Now we're talking about group description here. So instead of choosing 17 of them just to get to the one because there's no consistency with the wording or the spelling or are you spelling the word out correctly? Are you abbreviating it? It's a lot faster and a lot easier and more visually pleasing if you keep those things consistent. It's just an ease of use in my mind to be organized. It's all about organization. And the name of the game here is what? Good information in, good information out. That's right. Good things in, good things out. Yep. And I think that there's not an editor for it or wasn't, you know, there's not ever been, um, was just to allow for flexibility because the groups are very, like group one doesn't have to be the same for every job. You can, you know, we recommend that and it, it's definitely better to make it consistent like Wendy just said, but the, the intent was to make it flexible. But I could see maybe in the future, because in um, Proposal Manager, not too long ago, a couple of years ago, we added an extra column. So you can either use, you can use the, group description to be the schedule manager task descriptions that are set up in the catalog, or there's another column where you can just totally freeform it and let it be what you want. But if you want to keep that consistency in your task description, when you send it to production, we did add that not that long ago. So I could see maybe something like that in the future, especially, you know, now with IKPI and, you know, wanting to keep that consistency, maybe it's something... Mm -hmm. Maybe make it an option Consider. for people, like a drop down, kind of like the uh, communication log classifications in CX. When you do a task log or a log entry, there's a pre-built list. And then, of course, you can edit those names or you can add to them, but it forces somebody to pick from the list. They don't want to just freeform type that in. And I think the flexibility, like you said, Lisa, with the job descriptions is probably because we, even though most of our clients do, pretty much the same thing. They do landscape and they do maintenance. We do have other clients that fall outside of that, of that realm of work. So they want to be able to utilize what they think is going to work best for them. But yeah, I can see where that, that might be a good tool down the road. And I think that would also help boost the aspect of keeping things organized in IKPI as well. 
Totally. And speaking of new columns in Proposal Manager, there's a sales goal type column in Proposal Manager that is used in IKPI that we have a sales dashboard. So if you do all your proposals through Proposal Manager and all your sales through Proposal Manager, it'll track it'll track the sold amount and then in CX under under sales, the sales uh, menu option and goals, you can set goals for each month for each salesperson and organization. And then the IKPI dashboard shows your budget versus your actual performance on your sales, which is pretty cool. So that's so that's a huge win on the IKPI dashboards as well. That's a favorite of mine too. It's a really cool looking dashboard. I was going to ask you, is that your favorite or what is your favorite dashboard? Which for you, it might be like asking what is your favorite child or your favorite cat <laughs> or something like that. But what do you, what is your favorite dashboard, Marles? My favorite dashboard is to, my favorite dashboard is probably the sales goals, budget versus actual uh, dash sales manager one. That one is really cool looking and it's really functional. It's really functional. You can look at your whole sales for your organization pretty easily on that. And then also I'm a fan of the ones that we have in development that we're going to release. I was talking about the gross profit margin one per profit center and group that show pretty much revenue, cost of goods sold, and gross profit and gross profit percentage per each individual profit center group. That's, that sounds really cool. But also I'm really pumped on the live AR aging dashboard that we have and you worked with me on that so people love that i I mean do you think i think that was pretty cool what do you think i do i do i do like i do like the um gross margin one stuff the gross margin dashboard though as well instead of running the um job panels using that instead but the the ar just gives you such real-time data yeah it's pretty cool right because like we act on and you know exactly what's owed to you and per salesperson. Yep. Right. So I can like click on a salesperson and Wendy, I'm not sure if you have seen this dashboard, but I'll explain it. So we have a chart that shows amount owed per salesperson. And then you can click on that chart. And then on the left, there's an aging, there's an aging table that acts and looks like a normal aging report, Mm -hmm. but it'll filter that aging table down to that individual salesperson. So, it's really dynamic. It's really cool. I can click on the client that owes me money and I can see exactly what invoice number it is as well and how far it is. Yeah. I was just going to ask that miles is can you, can you do drill downs when you're in there to see this information in more detail? It sounds like you can. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the dashboard because the more drill downs you add, it kind of affects the performance. Okay. A little bit, uh, it's just more data to load. So, but in the AR aging, you know, the drill down is necessary so that way you can see where you can go back and asset and say, okay, I need to follow up on this invoice specifically because right now the AR aging report doesn't have invoice information; it just has amounts. Yeah, I mean, it'll show the invoice number. It'll say how old it is and what the amount is, but it won't have any details behind it. It's pretty yeah. basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good though, because we do get a lot of people, I think Lisa, that ask about a lot of salesperson related things on the AR side, because I think that a lot of our clients are getting more in tune with that. I know 
Mm -hmm. um, some of the companies that I'm super familiar with, they let their salespeople handle that stuff versus the accounting person in the office making a collections call, for example. They let the salesperson handle it because that might be their client and they have that rapport, they have that relationship, whereas you being the accounting person in the office, you might not have any idea who that person is, you're just billing them. So you get that relationship, or you get that customer relationship, that one-on-one -on -one personal service and letting them handle that stuff, they need to have that information at their fingertips. So that's a great tool. And accountability too. Yes. Makes mm -hmm. the salesperson accountable for yeah. what they've sold. Yeah, and it tracks average age of receivables. So you can say, oh, well, that salesperson has a higher age. Let's go follow up on that, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the whole point of IKPI is to, well, I know the whole point of IKPI is to create actionable information, not just pretty graphs and dashboards and things that, that kind of give a wow factor. Ideally, I, we design something that gives a wow factor and also gives actionable data. Right. Right? Oh, definitely it does. I mean, and I think that's one of the coolest things about IKPI is that people, you know, assets a little dry and, you know, people have always said that it has, you know, could it make it more user-friendly and um, I think that IKPI definitely does. It's it's visually pleasing, and and like you said, it has the the data to back it up. But the the dashboards look really cool. They do. Yeah. 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 And and I think the user friendly part about asset, the problem is that getting data out of asset, not every not every single user knows how to how to do that well. Right. The users that do know how to do it well find asset to be pretty intuitive because they know what data, why that data is going in there. But now when you're looking at the information from asset via IKPI, you're like, oh, now I see why it matters. I, when I add a proposal job in CX, why it matters to fill in those fields correctly, right. why it matters to change sales cycle, why it matters because all that data gets fed in to a dashboard that you're looking at real time and then all of a sudden, asset becomes a really solid data editor or data inputter, if that's even a word, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where you're filling out the right. fields and there you're like, okay, now I know exactly why I'm doing this versus uh, this is just pointless. Yeah, this, like whatever I'm yeah. Just yeah, or this yeah. is just the way it is. Just do it because everybody wants to know why. So there's there's your why. Exactly. But yeah. also the data, getting the data out of through, or through IKBI is much more flexible than through Report Builder. Way more, yeah. Yeah, because in Report Builder, right, there's a lot of people that say, ah, oh, I just want that one field. It's not in that report. I want to combine this and that, and it's not possible. Yeah, and IKPI, connecting the tables and doing cross-module, I guess cross-module referencing or analytics is a lot easier now. So right. it's very cool. So we, we've had a lot of clients sign up for IKPI, they're using IKPI and very excited about it as are we. What's been the feedback you've gotten, Miles? The feedback that I've gotten is positive. There's really good feedback about how the dashboards work, what information needs to be in there. And we have a lot of good momentum on this now. And you're running with that feedback too. And yeah, I love the feedback. I like literally... I live off of it, whether it's positive or negative. 
constructive rather (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like not weaknesses what are areas that you can grow but i live off the feedback and there's been the problem is it's not a problem it's a good problem to have right is that once you start delivering these dashboards people want more right right? and and what's going to happen though is that our users who are really technical that are going to make their own dashboards and they start delivering them to their ceos or to their management teams or to their people below, they're going to get requests the same. They're going to feel, they're going to feel the same feedback loop saying, Oh, this is cool. Can I look at the information? This and this this and this way. way, Right. And, and it's, it'll be, it'll be fun to see as time goes on and more users get into this and like report builder, we have some people who are really good at report builder. Mm -hmm. I know we're going to have some people who are really good at IKPI dashboard building and it's going to be interesting to see like how they're handling their internal feedback loops but but the other beauty of it is that you don't have to be you know out of the box there you don't have to create your own dashboards they're all right there there's a lot of useful dashboards just immediately at your disposal yeah yeah we're designing them to work out of the box versus out of the box intuitively versus say a default report at a report builder you have to do a little bit more editing to get it to how you want it to be usually. Whereas in IKPI, we're designing it to be for a majority of our users are going to need this. And then if you're a special case or if you want to look at something different, it's going to be a matter of maybe adding or deleting a filter. So say if I put a branch filter into a dashboard, you can delete that branch filter because you only have one branch, right? So, and you don't need that information. So that's what, that's, and that's it's that's how we're designing it. And, but I think the kicker is, is that we can deliver all this content. It's just, how do we, how do we say, this is why, this is why it matters that you're getting this dashboard. Right. So I think that's, that's the next hurdle and the next challenge that we have ahead of us. That's a really fun problem to solve as a team is trying to convey the importance of the information of the dashboard. Right. So you know, because yeah. you can have all the con- t- content in the world, but if you don't know what to do with that content, what's yep. the point, right? Exactly. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I was going to ask you that, Miles. If you were going to tell a client of ours one resounding reason why they should have IKPI, why they want to add it to their arsenal, my thought would be it's going to save you time. And if it saves you time, it's also going to save you money. So if you had somebody that was on the fence about it, said, mm, I'm not really sure if I, if I should add this, you know, to my arsenal of tools that I can use with our software. What's, what's one thing you would tell them? Put you on the spot. No, yeah, no, it's what I've been telling people is that this tool simplifies the data and asset so well, and it's so dynamic that it's going to it's going to save so much administrative time with these dashboards right so i can make a dashboard that does a year end review right at the year end the thing is, is that dashboard lives forever that dashboard gets updated real time so you could look at your year end review weekly monthly quarterly whatever you want and it's always right there so it's one saving administrative time for printing reports weekly daily monthly you don't need to print paper reports for the most part now because of this tool. Two, it's like having, I mean, the content that we're delivering is kind of like having like an in-house data scientist almost 
because of the dashboards that we're delivering that are usable and we're giving you information. It's up to you to understand it and to take action off of it. I'm not going to tell you how to run your business, right? But we're, we are delivering, you know, industry standard information. We're setting benchmarks, you know, and so you can start measuring your company against the industry, which is a good thing. So as you collaborate across peers, you can say, well, actually this dashboard says my debt to equity ratio is this, what's your debt to equity ratio at an industry event, right? And so it kind of creates that cl cross collaboration. And so owners can make their businesses run better. But those are, yeah, those are the two things that I would say that really matter for a company on this product. It's really cool. It takes the amazing tool of asset that you already have and then kind of takes it to the next level. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sold. I mean, I don't, I don't need, I don't need IKPI. I want IKPI, right? All of these, uh, it's exciting. It is. It's, it's it, it really is. And it is people should be able to feel, feel that excitement just from us talking about it because it's been a long time coming. Right. And right. Bill, you know, doing the inception of this and collaborating with people to get this done. It's, it's taken a lot of blood, sweat and tears and then miles coming on board and pretty much taking over this aspect of building out these dashboards and working with our clients and everything else. It's been a lot of work, but man, I'm, if you haven't seen it, when you see it, you're going to be absolutely blown away. And I always feel that way about our software. It's just that I've worked in it for many, many years, and I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the top-notch softwares out there, and I've worked with a lot of different softwares, and I like it. But for the end user, it can be a little bit intimidating, and I think the IKPI is going to take away a lot of that because it is so visually appealing it's so visually pleasing and i think it's a lot easier to understand and it's a one-stop shop it's right there and it has the power behind it it's it does not just pretty it's yeah, yeah yeah it has the power behind it and it simplifies the whole thing and like you said it's but i see ikpi is the first step mm -hmm. so this is the oh, first yeah, step exactly. to mobile web modernization and this is a huge step because people can start taking action off of this right now mobile it's catapulting uh, us to the future yeah yeah and and to your point wendy it's been a lot of fun joining the team and being part of the process and i've learned so much from bill because bill has a lot of experience lisa has a ton of experience i mean i know you do and then that like the whole the whole team and i've just learned so much on building these things out and it's been a really cool collaborative collaboration across the whole team on what these dashboards should look like too as well so the internal team too and our clients have, absolutely um, this has been, like you said, Wendy, a long time coming and we've been excited about it for a long time. Our clients have been requesting this and involved, you know, needing this involved in this development for a long time as well. So it's just exciting for everyone. So I feel like we could talk about this forever and I'm sure we could, <laughs> but, and we will, and there will be many more, many more um, podcasts um, centered around this. And if you want more information on IKPI, just email the famous team at include.com and we'll get you set up if you need a demo. Or if you're currently using IKPI and you have any questions, just send them on into to team at include.com to email directly or use the request support or training function in CX Indeed. To, to fill out that form and send us an email. It's always helpful. Always there. Um, and cool. um, 
in addition, if you have any questions about IKPI, send it there. If you want more information on the asset license sale, please send that along to the team address as well. And also any feedback you have on this podcast. We are anxious to hear what you think about this, any topics that you want us to discuss. If you're interested in being on the podcast with us, we'd love to have you let us know. We have some names in mind. We do. And we might, we might have, we have to reach out list. to you. <laughs> yes. So Raise your hand. Don't make, don't make us come get you. Don't make us you, come you get reach you. Reach out to us. Cool. So everyone, everyone have a good week ahead of them. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's finally slowed down a little bit. It's been nonstop, nonstop, nonstop action, action, action for three months. We're always busy, but we have our heavy season and our heavy season is always December, January, February. And with everybody having an early spring this year, for the most part, people are getting out there. They're starting maintenance stuff early. I think there's even some companies that I've talked to that are starting landscape design install jobs early because the ground is already starting to thaw. And that that's huge because a lot of them can't start that, especially up in the Midwest until May. So some of them are starting it a lot earlier. So there's people getting out into the field and that always does a drop for us when it comes to support mm -hmm. and training and things like that. So that just gives us a chance to regroup get working on all of the different things because we've got a lot of different things that we're working on right now. It gives us a chance to just work on all of that stuff collaboratively and make sure that we're getting things out to our clients as fast as we can. Check some things off the list. That's right. Yeah, I know. I have some catching my breath, which has been nice. I have yes. some report edits that I've been putting off and need to do and, uh, hopefully working on my guided learning path that I'm tasked with. So Wendy doesn't yeah. come after me. I started so. working on mine the other day too. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I got the same thing. I'm able to get some work on OKR stuff for putting the company forward. And, uh, also got a lot of, not a lot, but got several support tickets for IKPI that are really, um, that have been fun to answer and, you know, just good questions. So, yeah, like I said, yeah, like you said, Wendy, it's I have you know it's a bit slowed down a little bit, but it's good because we can focus on putting good thought in other things. So, yeah, well, spring fever, cool, spring fever. Cool. So, All right, well, does that well, wrap it? I think we're wrapping it up. I think we're and wrapping it up. We yeah. really appreciate you joining us. Thank we love you. doing this. Yes, we love having you. We love to hear what you think. So, teamandinclude.com. It was fun hanging out with you guys today. Always fun, Miles. Always Thanks, fun. Wendy. Thanks, Miles. Thanks, Lisa. Okay. Right. Well, have a great day, guys. Yeah. All right. Until the next Bye. time, we'll talk Until to you real soon. Time. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>